tired. So tired. Overtired. Hey there, you're listening to Overtired. Because you're, you're an Overtired fan. Maybe maybe you will be soon. Anyway, I'm Brett Terpstra. I'm here, as always, with Christina Warren. Christina, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Brett? We got our first real snow. We got a, we got a respectable six inches of snow. It, I don't know. It, I like it. Once, like, there's that first in November, I get like super, like, I'm, I'm not ready for snow. I can't handle it yet. Don't let it happen. But then by December, I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, by the so, you're like, do it. So that's that's nice. So um, so like six inches, you said. Yeah, and and I had a choice this year. Like, I can afford to buy a real snowblower now. Like, I've been using this shitty electric one for a couple of years, um, and I can afford a good one. But we had the choice between buying a you know five hundred dollar snowblower or just setting up a snow removal service and not having to pay maintenance fees and not having to pay gas and mm-hmm. you know just not having to worry about it so you know me i opted for the latter and we got our driveway cleared for us this morning while we sat and sipped coffee and it was luxurious i mean i i personally feel like you did the right thing um i'm always in <laughs> we're favor. much the same in that way we are like like i'm 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 completely in favor of just like a pain someone else to do it plus not having to, I mean, you have a house, so like you could store the snowblower, but like it's not going to be there, like being unused, and like you said, not having to do the maintenance and the other stuff, and yeah, yeah I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's been a good morning, and so just full transparency, we're recording on Saturday because I think I think you agree with me that it's just better to record Saturday mornings. It is. It's so much more relaxed and. So we're going to record a couple times this week and get ourselves ahead so we can still publish on Fridays, but enjoy recording on Saturdays. I think I realized what the difference is for me. On weekdays, I I get up and I do my own coding before work starts. And I get into like whatever project I'm working on and I get into that headspace. And then work starts and I have to make that shift. Transition, right. And then to ask myself to make another transition two hours later to record a weekday spot uh, or like a weekday overtired, my brain just doesn't handle transitions well enough. Whereas like on a Saturday, I, I don't get into coding projects in the morning. I have a nice relaxed morning, watch some YouTube, drink <laughs> some coffee. And I'm like, uh, there's no major transition. I'm just ready to record an overtired. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I like it too because... When we were, and, and I was fine doing it, but like we would need to record at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. my time. Right. Which is, you know, it's like way, er- way, it's yeah, way it's earlier. Early. Like I'm so. awake. I'm always awake at that time. Like in my, like in 6 a.m. Central time, I'm right. always up, but I'm not conversational. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm usually A, I'm usually not up and B. B, if I am, which I should be, because then I am more productive. But that's a whole other thing. We've talked about that before. But I, I'm ha- I'm having to work on myself to to get there. But even if I am, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm not at that conversational part. So it's been this thing where I've been happy to do it, but ideally I would be awake for at least you know 30, 45 minutes at before least. we record. <laughs> I need I need like two hours of wake up time. 
I don't well, even like being asked questions until I've been up for a couple hours. I just cannot handle input at all. Yeah, no. So I think that Saturdays are going to be better. But yeah, but we're going to be recording um, uh, twice this week to get get ahead of things. That also means that our show will be slightly less topical, but I, we're not like a super topical like yeah. news show anyway. So I don't. Yeah, think we're not like twenty four hour news. We don't have to follow the stories that closely. If any, if at any point. There is a topic in current events that is so that we have to have a hot take on. We can publish an extra, like a bonus episode here and there as needed. We'll get on, we'll talk it out for 15, 20 minutes, and we'll put out a bonus episode. Sponsor free for just for our Patreon subscribers. If we had a Patreon, that would be true. That is true. That would be true. Maybe we should. Let us know. I have been I have been I have been approached several times in the last couple of weeks about both for overtired and for my own personal projects setting up Patreons. I've just never gotten around to looking into it. Like I'm a Patreon supporter of other people and maybe it's not that big a deal, but Yeah. I just haven't ever, I. I haven't ever researched it. Yeah, I mean, I've looked into it because I wanted to do a newsletter and so I've like looked at Substack, I've looked at review, I've looked at rolling my own thing. Um, but yeah. Man, so did I ever tell you about the Mark newsletter snafu? No. So I, I, I make this app called Mark. It's for writers and, uh, it's a good I, app. And I send out a newsletter, uh, irregularly. And as a writing app, I tend to be very careful about my, you know, grammar, spelling, punctuation, in those newsletters. And then one time I made some last minute edits, didn't reread what I was sending, hit send. I got a mailing list of about 8,000 people and didn't realize until it had finished sending that there were like two, not one, but two egregious grammatical errors in the newsletter. So I immediately wrote an apology newsletter and sent it out. And I was just like, hey, I'm sorry, I should have run my own newsletter through the app that it's about and caught these errors. And and I have never gotten a warmer, I've never gotten as much response or a warmer response than I did to publicly admitting my mistake. I got so many emails. Hey, don't worry about it. It's great to hear from you. Like, I love these newsletters. And it was it was heartwarming. That's actually, that's really lovely. I thought that was going to go in like a very different place. <laughs> I was like, well, oh cause, no. Because it's not only writers, it's also nerds. So you right. you would expect. Well, no, because I was expecting, I was like, how dare you send me so many emails and I don't want. Uh, so that's that's where I was expecting sure. that to go. Sure. Uh, partially because the internet has broken me this week. But uh, also, um, I just, uh, yeah, um, that's that makes me very happy. I'm very glad to hear about that. So how is the, oh, let's do a quick sponsor break and then talk about the internet breaking, Christina. Yes, let's do a quick sponsor break. So this episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search and find one that looks good. You wait on hold for an appointment. You rearrange your schedule. And then when you finally go in, you find out that the 
doctor doesn't even take your insurance. (sighs) But there is a solution. So you can just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, very key, read verified patient reviews, and you can book an appointment in person or over video chat. So you never have to wait on hold with a receptionist ever again. So go to ZocDoc.com slash overtired and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. Um, I have been using ZocDoc for over a decade at this point. It's great. It's uh, definitely my go-to app whenever I need to see a doctor. Again, one of the main reasons I like it is that I can find out, do they take my insurance, which is an important thing to know. So ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash overtired and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc.com slash overtired. I have some notes. You had a, like a real fresh air quality to your read today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and I wrote in the word UG into the sponsor read and you acted it out. You did an actual <sighs> exasperated sigh. I tried. That's quality. I tried. That's quality entertainment, folks. This is what happens when I'm up like many, many hours before we record. <laughs> so, so the internet has not been kind to you lately. What's going on? Um, no. So, um, there's a local election uh, that took place in Seattle uh, this week. Um, there was already a, 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 an election for city council uh, for, for a couple of people and um, for um, because certain districts go up at different times and for mayor, that was in November. But there was a, a recall um, election to recall a, a councilwoman on the, the Seattle city council that did get enough um, I guess like like votes or, or signatures or whatever to appear on a ballot, but they weren't. It didn't appear on the November ballot, so they had a special election this week. And the the councilwoman that they um, wanted to recall uh, happens to be my councilwoman. So the I live in I live in her district, and um, the councilwoman is, is a woman whose name is um, Sushama Sawant. She is, um, I would say, controversial is a completely like objective way to put it. She is, uh, she's a self, um, avowed Marxist and Trotskyist. She is not, she is part of the, her own organization called socialist alternative. She thinks that people like AOC are sellouts and have, have gone too far to the right. And, um, I'm not a fan of hers to be completely honest. I, 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 some of her, the things that she purports to fight for and agree with, are great in theory. I personally think she's kind of an egotist and a grandstander. And in the four years that I have lived here, I haven't actually seen any positive impact on her being my city council person. And I'm just, I'm not a fan. So, but the thing is, is that this election was getting outsized public attention because it was, it's a recall election and the votes were going to come in and we didn't know which way it was going to go. We still actually don't know it hasn't been certified yet. It looks like she might have survived by maybe 50 votes. Um, I mean, that's how close it was. But I sent out a tweet thread after voting, after the polls had closed on Tuesday, basically trying to be instructive for national media outlets who would write about this because I didn't want there to be this gigantic story about how 
this this you know like uh, left like she is the most left wing politician I think in the United States at this point like she's absolutely the furthest to the left um, and uh, I didn't want this this to be like this rush of articles talking about how Seattle is becoming like more conservative because that's not true. Uh, even if she would had been like voted out, it wouldn't be Republicans and like people who are like, you know, like, you know, make people who are getting her out. Like the people who live in her district, like overwhelmingly are not. They're just people who it, like for me personally, have gotten tired of her bullshit and people who would like to have a member of the city council who can actually work with the rest of the city council and get things done and not just, you know, scream and yell. Anyway, I made a comment about that, that basically I was trying to do a thread to basically just try to inform. I didn't want a bunch of articles coming out saying stuff that wasn't true. I made an offhanded comment, which I shouldn't have made, but I made an offhanded comment in the thread that, you know, she's not part of DSA because she's not. Uh, she uh, has some sort of alignments with DSA, but she is not part of DSA. Um, and and I said that that many people in DSA, she's she's too far left even for, she's too extreme even for them, including myself. Well, DSA did not did not like that. DSA is the Democratic Socialists of America. Um, it's a national organization, but then they have local chapters. And um, it, I, where they land on things is very much kind of a locally driven thing, which uh, I, I guess I should have considered more before I, I tweeted that. But again, I wasn't going for a local audience. I was going for a more national audience. Anyway. Um, the uh, the socialists came after me pretty hardcore, and uh, I'm psyops. I'm uh, uh, I, I should I should be like uh, um, excavated from the city. I'm scum. Um, I'm I'm apparently Jewish, which is a bad thing because I got sent lots of anti-Semitic memes and stuff, which wow. is fun. Um, they uh, uh you know like uh, DSA Seattle DSA tried to dox me, which was super fun. Um. And and try to lie and say that like I'm not a member of their organization. Well, apparently I guess the roles haven't been updated, but I checked and like I was charged $175 a couple months ago. So I pay DSA. Don't really know if I'm updated on their roles or not, because you can't manage your account through their freaking website. So that's not really my concern, to be completely candid. I don't really care. Um, but, but they tried to like make it look like I was a liar and I'm not, I don't, I, they're like, well, you didn't technically violate our terms of conduct, you know, or code of conduct, but this and that. I'm like, no, I didn't violate your terms of conduct because I never said I was speaking for the organization ever. I, I made it very clear in all of my tweets that it was my opinion and my criticism of her was pretty mild considering. Yeah. It seems like and, an outsized response. Uh, I think so. But the, the net result has been I haven't been able to use Twitter in five days. Oh, this explains. I was looking at your stars and there were a couple of links to re, uh, GitHub repositories that were for deleting Twitter history and deleting yep. your entire account. Yep. Yep. So so what I'm going to do is after this calms down, because then again, people were starting to go through my old tweets and and they do the same shit that the the, the, the Nazis did when when they were attacking me four years ago. It's the exact same fucking stuff. And so, or, or three years ago, or whenever it was, they, they try to find anything they can to try to play gotcha stuff. I was apparently all over Reddit and all over other things because I was getting texts and all kinds of stuff from people like wishing me well. And I'm like, I'm just not responding to it. So I'm just going to delete. I've been on Twitter for, for 14 years. I'm just deleting my, my tweets. I'm just not dealing with it. Like, I'm not going off of Twitter, but I'm not going to give 
like bad faith actors like a reason to take stuff out of context sure. or or to send me like massive levels of harassment. I'm just not doing it. Is there any not. any value to having archival tweets? Like is there has it ever served anyone well? Probably to have not. someone go back in time and say, "Well, you tweeted this 4 years ago?" No, honestly, probably not. And I personally have held off doing it all these years because I don't like to break links. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I, I don't like, I don't like to do that. But at this point, I mean, like my, my friend sent me a text when I was going through this, she was like, well, you've, uh, she was like the, 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 the Nazis took from after you and now DSA is like, it's the full spectrum. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. From right to left. I have to say the Nazis are maybe meaner, but they lose interest more quickly. Sure. Um, but no, but they, they both hate Jews a whole lot. At least these two groups of people, which, uh, real fun. Fuck, 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 fuck both groups completely. Like if you support someone, that's fine. It looks like she survived the recall. That's fine. That's democracy. But I don't have to agree with her and me not agreeing with an extremely polarizing politician does not mean that I'm somehow like a conservative. Like that's a ridiculous statement. Like Many people, if they looked at her policies and they looked at the things that she like stands for and, and wants to do and seen how far she goes, would be like, yeah, no, dude, like I actually want stuff to get done, you know, like, like, again, the, I had people who were telling me you're a sellout just like AOC. And I'm like, OK, if this is where we are, I, I can't have like a conversation with you. Are you ready for what may be my best segue ever? Yes, please. You know what Nazis and the DSA have in common? What's that? They can both be hard to buy gifts for. Ha 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 ha! That's actually perfect. If you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. We've got a secret source for incredible original gifts, and that's Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only. And it's not just stuff you can find anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream last minute and find something truly original at UncommonGoods.com. I personally love coffee contraptions, and I found all kinds of new ones on their site. I even ordered a vacuum-powered cold press that I've added to my lineup of coffee-making gadgets. There's nice. something there for everyone, no matter what they're into. Uh, Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. Uncommon Goods also offers uncommon experiences. Choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and more from hand-picked artists and experts. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash Overtired. That's UncommonGoods.com slash Overtired for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Man, we're just knocking off the sponsor reads today. I know. I love it. I love it. So, um, 
okay, so we're talking about deleting my tweets, and then I see the next thing that's kind of on our list here is should I resurrect Slogger by you? Which actually, that's interesting. Slogger was like your your app that like monitored all of your social activity yeah. and everything you did, and like put it into a digest, right? Right. It was a plugin based uh, command line tool that you would schedule, and once a day it would go out and get like your blog posts, your Twitter posts, your your like. Uh, activity trackers, uh, your Goodreads reviews, and it would just collect everything that you had posted on social media that day and create like uh, day one entries. Uh, it could also store like just markdown files, but it was, I kind of, I got out of the habit of using day one. So I stopped keeping it up and it just kind of fell into disrepair because, you know, it's, it, it has to deal with like 20 different APIs. And every time an API changes, it means slogger breaks in some way. Right. And it's a lot to keep up. But I've been kind of missing it lately. Yeah. I mean, I think that if there were a way that you could somehow, I guess, like keep up with the API process, then then that would be ideal. And because some of the the tools just like they they don't even have APIs anymore. And some of them have gotten right. better. Like Twitter's API is actually a lot better now than it than it was when you were doing slogger, I think. Um but it, it's not as good as it was like before they killed RSS oh, and man. Uh, the, the, with know, OAuth, yeah. like uh, there were a couple of plugins for Slogger that had already conquered the OAuth uh, authentication process. But these days, like every plugin, you'd have to have you'd have to do a token. Totally. Yeah. Which, which I mean, I think the thing is, I, I, I look at it this way. I think that if you want to try to maybe revive it for yourself first and see how far you get, and if you can make it work for you, that's great. I think that the challenge that might even be bigger than keeping up with the um, um, like API stuff would be if you were trying to support it in any way. So I would, I know that you host most of your stuff yourself, but like that would be one that I would definitely put on GitHub and I would like let other people oh, yeah. contribute yeah, well to. The, the previous version is out on GitHub, uh, and it got a couple of contributors, but uh, I think partly it was an early attempt of mine at like a larger scale Ruby application, and I didn't do a great job with the plugin architecture, and I think it just was difficult for people to to write their own plugins or to maintain what was there. I think I could do a lot better job now. I bet you could. I mean, that'd be interesting. I, I mean, I so much Ruby just this last year. I've been like, I started using Ruby when I wanted to write TextMate extensions. Right. Like that's why I learned Ruby. And for 20 years, I really haven't gotten much better at Ruby. But this year, man, a lot of stuff clicked for me. I, I learned a lot. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, uh, I, I, so we had that reorg at work, right? Yes. And, uh, in the process, our, 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 what's, what do you call it? The org chart got flattened a little bit. Right. And that meant more responsibility for each of us in different ways. I went to my PM and I was like, and I, and I really, I didn't want to alienate any coworkers. I was just noticing that I had these increased responsibilities and I was being, uh, like they were bringing questions about content decisions to me that would have formerly gone to my manager. And I said, right. you know, that's all fine, but I would like a job title to reflect that increased responsibility, just advocating for myself. Uh, yeah. So it didn't come with a pay bump, but they 
100% agreed that I think they're going to go with like principal rather than senior. Oh, shit. Well, then you should be definitely getting a pay bump. Well, they said it would be noted in the next review, which is fine. The weird thing is when they looked at the job tickets for all three of us writers, we're already all level four out of five for our position in the org chart. So we're technically all already principals, which is just the way the job tickets were written, apparently, or like the job descriptions. I, I don't full, I don't understand how any of this stuff works. All I know is I got my job title and hopefully someday it'll, it'll mean a pay bump. But in the meantime, I, I really hope I haven't alienated any coworkers by advocating for myself. I don't think so. I mean, if anything, I hope that maybe if, if there are some of them that like are feeling the same thing that they will take the, um, like initiative, you know, initiative and, and go for it. And obviously it's easier for you as like a white dude yeah, to do for it. Sure. Um, you know, but, but I would hope that like, I mean, it's, it's a, it, like, there's a website called levels.fyi, which is actually really useful for anybody who works in tech because it compares salaries as well as levels at different companies. So you can see if I'm leveled this at Microsoft, that's what it would translate at Oracle. And you can also see people like submit their salaries and, and it's anonymously and they kind of put them in aggregate and you can see a list of what people are making and how many years of experience they have and other stuff. And that's really useful information when it comes to advocating for your own promo and for, for other things. Oh yeah. There's all these, I'm looking at this site. Yeah. Huh? All right. I have to go like Oracle has like, uh, Aria and you can like look up and see exactly what everyone's position. You can't see salaries, but you can see everyone's position in the org chart. And I should, I should learn this shit. I don't, I don't understand how any of this works. I mean, they, they purposely make it obtuse, you know, to do, but, but it seems like if you were leveled the right way, you just didn't have the right title, then maybe that's one thing. But if they're at least going to give you the right title like that, that seems like really solid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I make enough money to be perfectly content as it is. Like, I'm not opposed to making more money, but like, I don't find myself in desperate need of a a pay bump right now which is great yeah yeah i'm super happy like this is the happiest i've been in a long time i enjoy my job i enjoy i enjoy the problem solving we came up with like all new plans for how we're going to make our jobs more fun and the and the managers were all on board and now i'm being recognized for increased responsibility and i don't know what more i could ask for it's this is pretty pretty slick yeah that's great very, very happy for you. So, um, but, uh, so, so things seem like they're going well, like two weeks in or whatever we are into, into the reorg. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think there are still some, some things left to shake themselves out, uh, to see where everybody lands. It is a little weird to me how quickly a lot of the upper management of my team was willing to switch to other divisions. Um, like, I don't, I don't know any of the details of that, but these were people that were very invested in the mission statement of our team that all like in a period of a few days, I'll jump ship, which is, I don't know, leaves me, leaves me wondering about motivations and loyalties, I guess, but 
Yeah, I mean, there and and there can also just be depends on how long people have been in a certain role and and if they want to try something else. You know, I mean, there there are lots of reasons why people leave that aren't always about like it's a bad place or something. You know, sometimes it is a sign. Like everybody's going, you're like, okay, maybe I should pay attention to that. But sometimes it might just be, you know, people have been at something for a long time and uh, want to go someplace else. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know if someone if someone were to say, hey. We think you're doing great work where you're at, but we have this new team that's going to be doing X, Y, Z, and we think you'd be great for it, especially if it was within the same company and I wasn't like leaving behind a company that I had developed any loyalty toward. I think I would be open to switching teams. Like, oh, yeah, I've done that. That's not I don't feel like that's a huge like stabbing anyone in the back or anything. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I did it famously like incredibly quickly um uh, far more quickly than they recommend but in my case it i was hired to the wrong org to begin with um i had a, the most amazing manager though who really made me feel better about it but i was so nervous when i told him um because i you know he'd been so kind to me and i i felt bad but um he just the first words out of his mouth were congratulations because he was just a great manager and a great person i couldn't have asked for a better manager when i joined microsoft than than luke but yeah, I think if you can find like what somebody told me, and I'll say this to anybody who's listening, who's in any sort of job thing, somebody who I'd met at Microsoft, who um, he actually listened to um, to this week in tech and reached out to me when I joined and we had lunch a few times. And he made a comment to me when I was telling him about whether or what I wanted to, you know, take the informational to switch teams or not. And he said, well, do you think that you would, you know, provide more value to the company in this new role? And I said, yes. And he said, well, then then there you go. And when he put it in that perspective, sure. that like changed it. And so I think that that's really, it goes like, if you think that there's some other place where you might be able to offer more value, I, I, I feel like that's like a great reason to go to a different team. Makes sense to me. Um, oh man, I had a, uh, I had one more segue in my head. I've I lost it. We'll we'll wait until I come up with a better one. Um, let's see. Where are we in our in our little bullet list of potential topics? Did you upgrade your main machine to Monterey yet? Yeah, because it came with it. Oh, right. Because you just got a new computer. Right. So yeah, I have, but um I'm having like all kinds of crashes like on mail.app and stuff. Like it's huh. I think that from what, everything I've read, it seems to be like people's upgrades are going better than they went from Big Sur. Yeah. You know, but because um, I still have some older machines like I have. Well, I guess my iMac, I guess it's on mono right now, but I had like um, I still have like my 2017 MacBook Pro. That thing is still on Catalina. I haven't even put Big Sur on that. I mm. won't. My I upgraded my Intel MacBook Pro to Monterey while it was still in beta just because that's what I was testing software on. Right. Um, I have not upgraded my my M1 Mini yet. I just got updates to uh, Audio Hijack and Sound Source that said they had full Monterey compatibility, which is one of the things I was waiting for. Um, on my laptop, I haven't had any any issues. I actually forget that I upgraded it at points. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very similar um, from, you know, from from most of the things I've seen. The only weird issue that I have, and this is a weird one, is, and it's apparently because um, um, uh, Soren looked at the logs, apparently there is, 
some sort of issue with HTTP3 and mail.app because my mail app will crash like every, like if it's just running in the background, it will crash like every 10 minutes. There's an HTTP3? Yeah, apparently. Oh man, I am out of it. Huh, whole new protocol and I didn't even know it existed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I didn't either, and 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 that surprised me. But apparently, like it's it's um, it's supported by a lot of things, and it's it's I guess like the some of the mail servers for some of the accounts that I use have upgraded to it or something, and that's anyway where it looks like the crashes. I'm not the only one. Somebody else um, on their forums had the exact same issue, but no response happened. So obviously, I filed radars, but you know, like it's not as if anyone reads those. So. Um, I keep getting requests from bunch users to support focus modes because bunch can toggle do not disturb, but it doesn't do any of the fancy new focus mode stuff. I don't even know if it's possible yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have those open for it or not. Focus modes are cool. Here's my issue with focus modes, and I can't figure out a way to turn this on or off. They go on or off for all of your devices. So if I have focus mode on, on my Mac, then it is also on on my iPad and on my phone. Sure. I do not want that. Okay. Because sometimes I would like my phone to still sure. have stuff come through. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I and, think of a lot of times I would want that. And and so maybe the inverse would be true. Maybe I want my phone on site, you know, maybe I want my phone not to have anything, but I still want things to come through on my Mac. That would be less common, but the inverse is definitely the case. Whereas like sometimes like, no, I want to be able to get alerts and stuff on my phone. Like I need to hear like messages come through and stuff um, or, or phone calls ring, you know, like there, it just, that uh, if there is a way to be able to set it selectively, I haven't found it, but that whole thing to complete, like has made me not use focus mode because I'm like, okay, well all or nothing with your multiple devices. And if you are potentially now not going to be able to get alerts on stuff where you might need it, it that that's a no go for me. Yeah. I haven't played with it at all. I, I, I I don't, I can't think of a time when I need selective notifications like that. I either want it all on or all off. Yeah. Well, again, like for me, I might be able to, I might want to turn it off on my computer, right? but I still want it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Just, just to be clear, Toggling do not disturb via a Mac application is 100% not a public API. You have to you have to read and write nested plist data blobs and then reboot the processes that watch for changes in do not disturb status. Like it is a very hacky thing to do to begin with. And unless they've opened up APIs <laughs> I just don't see hacking any deeper into the plist, uh, into the nested plist, just to make focus modes work. Oh, and an update. I did look into this. This was not here last time I looked at it, but there is an option, at least on the macOS side, to share across devices when you go into different focus modes, which I turned off, which means now I can turn it on on my Mac and it won't be turned off on my phone. Look at that. Real-time updates to overtired episodes. Right. Like corrections live in line. That's beautiful. so. Yes. So, listeners, that is in fact a feature. It might have always been there. Maybe I didn't see it before. But I swear to you, I could not find it in iOS 15 when I first looked, and it was on like seemingly by default. So, um, 
yes, you can turn that off. That's very important. Cool. Cool. Speaking of proper nutrition, that one didn't work. <laughs> um, so ritual, <laughs> ritual, wait, 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 I, I can do this. You can, I can do it. Do this. Protein powders can feel intimidating with all the no pain, no gain stuff associated with them. But the truth is that deep down, like cellular level deep, we all need protein and it's about more than just muscles. So Ritual's team of scientists reimagined protein from the ground up and from the inside out, from how it's made to who it's for. The result is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. Whether you're doing reps or you're more into dog walks, Ritual is introducing essential protein here to shake things up. I haven't had as much time as I'd like to cook lately, and I make dinner every night, but lunch is a totally different story. I've been using Ritual as a meal replacement for my lunches, getting the protein and the nutrition I need so I don't feel hungry, and I still have time to enjoy my lunch break. It's just scoop, add water, shake, and lunch. Now that I'm actually on the clock all day with a meeting schedule, that's a lifesaver. Ritual protein is for tomorrow as much as it is today. Made with nutrients to support bones, brains, and muscles and help maintain muscle mass as you age. Essential Protein comes in clean plant-based formulas specifically, specifically created to support nutrient needs of different life stages like 18+, plus, pregnancy and postpartum, and 50+. Plus. 20 grams of pea protein plus a complete amino acid profile made with essential choline to help fill common dietary gaps. In terms of standards, Ritual's peas are sustainably grown and regeneratively farmed in the U.S. Like all Ritual products, essential protein is soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. So why not shake up your Ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, our listeners get 10% off for their first three months. Just visit Ritual.com slash Overtired to add essential protein today. That's Ritual.com slash Overtired. Oh, man. We got three three sponsor reads in. Our listeners, oh, man, lucky lucky them. <laughs> lucky them. So, so I see on this thing that you've apparently stopped listening to music. Did it's you finally get your so... Spotify like unwrapped or something i didn't even bother because something happened at some point early in 2021 i just i started listening to audiobooks and i never open spotify i never open apple music i just haven't if i've listened to music it's been an accident like my i turned my car on and it started playing like the a's from apple music instead of my audiobook and I'll let it go for a little while, but I just haven't been interested in music and I don't know what's going on. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird for me because like I... Because I, you're a musician. Music has been very important to me my whole life. Like a lot of my identity is wrapped up in right. what music I like and, and what I know about music. And I just I don't have any inclination lately to listen to a song that is that is that's interesting and the kind of a little i don't know that would, if i were i'm not trying to freak you out i would be a little <laughs> freaked out by that I, I i'm concerned i i'm not freaked out i i'm i'm slightly concerned 
I think I figure it'll come back when it first snowed, when we got our, like, we had a, an inch last week too. Uh, once there was snow on the ground, I did find myself like, especially when I drive in the snow, I love like speed metal. I like, uh, hard, fast, cold music when I'm driving. And that inclination did come back to me. And I did listen. I, I went with the exploited, uh, okay. and not, I went punk rock instead of speed metal, but the exploited is hard and fast stuff. So I did, I did, I was relieved to have at least that inclination come up. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. So that's an interesting segue. Um, so I'm sure you did not follow any of this cause I'm, I'm sure you don't care, but Adele tickets went on sale this week, allegedly. Okay. Um, meaning so, so Adele is doing a Vegas residency, um, over a weekend. She's doing, I, I think it's 24 shows, but she, it's going to be from, from the end of January through like the end of April or something at Caesar's palace at the, at the Coliseum. And, um, she, um, so there are only going to be, you know, kind of, you know, not, not, not a ton of shows. It's not like, you know, like, like Celine Dion, when she was doing it, I think she, I don't know if she was playing every night or if she was doing, you know, like, like multiple nights a week, but she, you know, she, her residency was like years yeah. and like Britney's residency was years. And, um, Adele's is, is for now anyway, it's only a, a few months. And so Ticketmaster had this whole verified fan thing, which, they've done for other artists before and I've used for other artists before where the idea is you register with your account and then you're in some sort of lottery. And then if you are chosen, um, you are given the opportunity to then like wait in a queue and then buy tickets when they become opportunity available. Opportunity to wait in a queue. I understand. Right. Yes. Okay. It just sounded so, funny. It, it, exactly. Well, but, but the thing is, is that the, there's no like general presale. So it's, it's only, it's like a, allegedly a smaller group of people going up for it. Well, I signed up, Grant signed up, I had friends who signed up. We were all waitlisted. Um, one person that I know online did get um, a, a, a time. Um, but first, the, the tickets were supposed to go on sale on, I, th I think it was Tuesday. Um, and uh, uh, AWS went down and took a Ticketmaster down with it. So they had to reschedule the presale for some of the shows for uh, the next day. And... Um, you know, my friend who had access, cause I, I told him, I was like, if you get in, I will pay whatever the price is. Cause like you could buy up to four tickets. I was like, I will pay whatever. Um, just, just if you could get two extras. And even though he waited in line all the way to the end, the thing reset and, and he was never able to get tickets. <laughs> so I'm now in this thing. Cause I, I wanted to take my mom. I took my mom to see Adele five years ago, um, in Atlanta. Um, I actually had bought the tickets a year in advance. Um, I couldn't get us tickets in Madison square garden, but I was able to get them in Atlanta and I got us good seats and we went then and she loved it. And my mom's never been to Vegas and I wanted to take her. Um, and, and it'll be, you know, her 75th birthday, um, in August, the, the concert will be before then. I really wanted to, to do this. And I, I joked earlier and it turns out I was way off. I was like, I'm going to wind up paying a thousand dollars a ticket, aren't I? Yeah. I wish that I'd paid a thousand dollars a ticket. Um, I don't know if I should share how much I paid because, the prices are insane. I've never seen anything like it in my life. They won't last. The The ones that are going for $30,000 a piece, there's no way they will ever get that much money for them. I can't tell if I paid too much or not, but regardless, I, I did get us tickets. I, I can tell you. I mean, you're going to say I did, but I mean, like, 
this, 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 this is like Even a, if you paid a thousand dollars, you paid too much. Sure, but like it's an, it's an experience thing. It's for my mom. Like you know, it's it's a different Don't sort. Blame of, this on your mom. I'm not blaming it on my mom. Uh, <laughs> it, she she. I don't ever want her to know how much I spent on the tickets um, because she would be very upset with me. Um, but I had like a, I had like a number. I wish the seats were better. The thing is, is that the the price to get the better seats was so much more. Like I just, even if I had like, and I have the money, but it's like one of those things I'm like, that would be dumb. Regardless, I will be taking my mom to Vegas in March and I'm, I'm very excited but I'm also like, I'm so mad. Like, it seems like everything, like inflation, like supply chain, everything is just ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm so mad that like the whole point of this verified fan program was supposed to be so fans could get tickets and not resellers and scalpers. And yet it seems like every single person who got them just immediately went to flip them for a whole bunch of money, which yeah. like... I get, but I also don't get like, to me, here's the thing. If you were just going to do that, then just make it a free for all for everyone. At sure. least give us all a shot to get in. Cause I was going to have to pay it. I had to pay a scalper anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the only, only pseudo advantage I see here is now allegedly fans are the ones who get to scalp more than like the, the, the traditional scalper bot people. But I'm like, also Ticketmaster, you could solve this bot problem if you wanted to, but they, they don't care. They have, um, the only, only person ironically that's sort of losing in this is like Ticketmaster has a third party um sales site that they do you know where they'll sell like like you know overpriced tickets for stuff they aren't selling them for the Adele show but so I had to go to StubHub and get them and and then there are like some other things but like Ticketmaster you can't get them you know from 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 their platform um it's just uh it's ridiculous um if I still worked at, you know as a journalist I might have been able to score comp seats but uh, I, I wasn't willing to take a, a chance on anything for that this time. So it, it very expensive concert the seats aren't even great. I mean, they're fine, but like, they're not as good as I would like them to be for what I'm paying. Um, I but ho I hope you and your mother have a wonderful time. Well, see, I was going to say that this is what I'm excited about, though, and I, 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 I'm going to talk more about this as we get closer to it. I've just decided to go all out. I've spent this much on tickets. I'm just like, okay, we're going to stay at a really nice hotel. I'm going to take her to see um, uh, the Beatles um, Cirque du Soleil show. I'm going to take her, you know, to nice dinners and stuff, and we're just going to, like, have, like, a baller, like, birthday, you know, celebration weekend for my mom, like, six months early. There goes your retirement fund. I mean, basically, yeah. Well, uh, well, okay. In fairness, Microsoft stock is doing incredibly well. So, you know. Fair enough. I increased my my 401k savings to 15% this week. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I got an email that said you should be saving 15%. So I said, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Anyway, we should save some for the next episode that we're going to record in a few days. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was just so. Uh, it, but the, you know, the worst part about being like basically unable to be on Twitter this week what? was I couldn't even complain about <laughs> about like getting like fucked on Adele tickets. Kvetcher. Like, yeah. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter kvetching. 
Yes. Well, I, I love, I love a good Twitter bitch sesh. So anyway, but yeah, so, uh, I will be trying out some of those delete all your tweets tools. And, uh, I've just, I've just been waiting for the drama to die down because I just, I, I haven't even, I've had my friends looking on my account for me, but I haven't even been logging on. I've been like, nope, not doing it. That not seems, touching it. That seems mentally healthy. You know what? I, I learned from the last time this happened and I was like, yep, I don't need to see it. I don't need to care. Don't need, don't, don't need to know. Does it's, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. And also genuinely, I don't give a shit what these people think of me. Fair enough. Well, enjoy, enjoy a week of not checking Twitter. Well, I'm hopefully, I'm hoping to be back. Because well, I missed it. We hopefully. all we all hope you'll be back, Chris. I mean, you know, I'm sort of addicted. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, get some sleep, see? Thank you. Get some sleep, Brett. The system is going down low.